Stay tuned. Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. We are online 24-7. And now... You're listening to Talk Line with Zev Brenner, America's premier Jewish broadcast on the air since 1981. Here is your host. Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. You know, I've been talking about NORPAC for a number of years. They're an amazing group. They do so much to foster the American-Israel relationship. And right now we're speaking to Trudy Stern. She's an attorney. She has been a mission chair for the last three years and serves as co-president of NORPAC Long Island, which she was instrumental with her husband Stanley of forming this organization to help bring NORPAC to Long Island. She's been involved with them for more than 15 years, and she's had many impressive leaders in her home, including Senator Mitch McConnell and Senator Ted Cruz. So, Trudy, thank you for for joining with us. Thank you, Zeb. Great to be here. Before we begin, and I want to hear about how you got involved with NORPAC, just tell our audience, for those that may not know, what NORPAC actually does. So, great question. A lot of people ask me that. NORPAC is a political action committee, very different than APAC, which many people confuse the two. APAC is a lobby group. NORPAC is a political action committee. Political action committees raise funds for candidates for whatever cause they're interested in. So NORPAC raises funds for uh, candidates that are pro-Israel. We have one, we are a, a one-hit group. Our, our hit is Israel. Uh, those members of Congress that are supportive of the Israel-America relationship are people that we support. Um, and that means bipartisan. So Democrat, Republican, you're pro-Israel, we support you. And they do an amazing job, and they have missions once a year, but obviously a lot takes place throughout the year. Now, you're Long Island-based, you're, you are Manhattan-based. How did you get involved with NORPAC? So it's actually a funny story, Zev. Um, we got involved in NORPAC about 15 years ago when we were out in Bale, Colorado on Yeshiva break with our family. And there were a lot of Englewood families uh, there also. And at the lift going up one morning, a whole group of uh, Englewood people came over to me and I had known them from growing up and they said, Trudy, we have a question for you. And I said, sure. So they said, why is there no political activity going on in the five towns? We in Englewood are sheltering the whole burden of political activity, and nothing is happening there. And I I was very taken aback because, you know, in the five towns, we consider ourselves extremely pro-Israel, had no, didn't even understand what what they were asking me. And um, I said, what do you mean by that? And they said, well, you know, you... All of you send your kids to Israel after high school. You all go there many of the holidays during the year. Um, lots of you buy apartments there. But in terms of actually doing uh, doing good work for Israel and helping with her safety and security, there's nothing going on there. So I said, well, it really caught my attention. I said, well, you know, what can I do? And they said, well, every year we have a mission. It takes place in May. This was January. And we would want to know if you would put together a busload of people from the five towns and come down with us to D.C. and advocate for Israel in the Congress. I said, 
Absolutely. I'll definitely do that. I put together the busload. We went down to D.C. We had these meetings in Congress. We were trained on the bus about these meetings. And the rest is history. We actually have five buses a year going down to D.C. And we're extremely active. I'm very proud to say that the Five Towns is now a very active community with regard to political activity. And um, that is key to the safety and security of Israel, no doubt. Now, it's so important because NORPAC does establish and foster and strengthen the American-Israeli relationship and the fact that there's so many people between 1,000 to 1,500 people normally go down to Washington and meet with almost every congressman and senator makes an impact. This year it's going to be done virtually because of COVID, so it's going to be a little different. Now, every year I say um, that it's so important that this is the year that we go down, but I think this year really is a very important and pivotal year because of what's happening in our country. Perhaps you can share with our audience why this year is truly so important that people can participate. You don't have to go down. You can do it virtually, so there's very little of your time expended. But let's first look as to why this year makes a very big difference for people to participate. Well, Great, great thought, Zeb. Great, great uh, observation. It, it is, you know, as mission chair for the past few years, um, I've spoken in a lot of different places to a lot of different groups, and uh, I always say that this year is more important than ever uh, to go down. But I we, we never say, we say it every it. year, and, and I say it. I think every year I have a good reason why to say it. But this year, I think it really is the case. It's even more so than in past years. Absolutely. And I actually, I said, I start, you know, with my pitch to a lot of different people. I know I say this every year, but no, this year it is the truth. This year the climate has so changed. So let's start with the fact that we have a lot of new members, a lot of new progressive members. There's a huge progressive wing of Congress now that is not pro-Israel, that do not feel it in their veins the way that... Um, the way that a pro-Israel sentiment used to be. We've gone down to Israel for the past 16 Talk years Talkline Network Radio. And every time that we've gone down in the past, we've met with members of Congress that, for the most part, were very understanding of the need to have a, the strategic need to have a, a good relationship with Israel. Israel does a lot of the heavy lifting for America in that region um, with regards to... Um, you know, defense even of America. So there was a very positive feeling towards Israel, um, even with members you wouldn't have thought. The, the climate has totally changed. A lot of our friends have retired. A lot of them are not in Congress anymore, and they've been replaced with new, younger progressives who don't have that same appreciation for the strategic relationship between America and Israel, and quite the opposite. They feel, um, you know, why do we need Israel? And they're calling, you know, just the other day on Thursday, Barbara McCollum of Minnesota introduced a bill on the Senate floor, on the House floor, uh, with 17 co-sponsors of usual people you would think, but many new people um, calling for the conditional aid to Israel. Now, we need to really get down there and we need to really be speaking to the entire House to make sure that that doesn't happen. Conditional aid to, be, to Israel would be devastating. And it was never even an issue. 
the fact that it could be brought up as an issue with 17 co-sponsors, that is very troubling. And that is just the beginning of the differences between what's going on today and, and the past. So it is much, much more important today to go to, to, to go to this mission, to attend this mission. Actually, you don't have to go because it's virtual, but to attend this mission and to plead on behalf of Israel. There is nothing that a person can do that is more important or more impactful for the safety and security for Israel than for making that case to a member of Congress. Now, Trey, you and I were talking off the air, but I wanted you to share with our audience, people don't also realize the extent of the American-Israel relationship. Yes, we know that Israel provides valuable security and uses some American technology and fine-tunes it, which we use in our country. Um, you know, we, we know about that. But what the actual dollar amount that America has invested in Israel, I don't think a lot of our audience is aware of what it is. So perhaps we can look at that. Yeah, so, you know, it's an interesting thing. All of us are uh, hit many times a week, perhaps, by, um, you know, by people asking for money for charities, for hospitals in Israel, for uh, orphanages in Israel, schools in Israel, um, a lot of different charities across the board for Israel. And, you know, we aggregated how much does that actually amount to in dollars, Um and shockingly, that number is $500 million. So the entire uh, United States of America contributes $500 million to charities in Israel. And that takes an awful lot of manpower and a tremendous amount of effort. I mean, all of these organizations reaching out to people on the phones in print, you know, really doing dinners just to get to $500 million. And then you look at the amount of money that the United States Congress appropriates to Israel yearly. And that number is $3.8 billion plus an additional $500 million for missile defense. So that's $4.3 billion a year. So each one of those senators, each one of those 100 senators, and each one of those House members have the ability to really affect Israel tremendously. You know, 4.3 billion versus 500 million, that, that's a big difference. So, you know, when we were in Israel, when I, I, I attended a leadership mission during the Gaza war in 2014, and it was a group of us from the um, pro, pro-Israel leaders from America. And during that mission, we did m- many different things. we Unfortunately, went to Shiva visits. We visited Chayalim in the hospitals. We, um, you know, we went to the staging area of the Chayalim going into Gaza. And everywhere we went, we said, what can we do? What can we help? How can we, you know, how can we make a difference here? And we were very busy, like, contributing money and, um, you know, visiting. And then we had one meeting with the general of uh, the general that was running the operations in the south. And, of course, we asked him the same question. We said, what can we do? We are here. We are leaders of, in the United States. What can we do? And he said very honestly and quickly, without a thought, go home and, and become politically active. He said, he actually said, and I kid you not, Zev, I, he said, join NORPAC. Wow. 
I, I almost fell off my chair because at that point I was so involved in NORPAC. And he said, join NORPAC, get involved. Without the backing of the United States Congress, Israel could not do what they do. We need it. We need the backing, not only the financial backing, but we need the support. We need the support on the world stage that is so critically, critically important to us. So if there's one thing I leave you with, he said, go home and get politically active. And, you know, that that was really life-changing for me and very meaningful. So, you know, I'm urging your listeners to do the same thing. We're, we're at existential times between what's going on in Iran and their obvious um, want to destroy Israel uh, and, and new members of Congress coming in without that appreciation for the, the need to have a good relationship. I mean, we're in very bad times right now. We are. And unfortunately, you have also, as you pointed out before, you have uh, three or four lawmakers that are so hostile to Israel and they're not even embarrassed. Years ago, you couldn't get away with it. Today, it's, it's, it's okay because they're not only not censured for it, they're also rewarded with different leadership positions uh, in, the, in the Congress. So that's something which we have to counteract by reaching out to those that pro-Israel to reinforce that and those that are not sure which way they're going is to make sure that they understand the importance of the American-Israel relationship. So, Trudy, as you mentioned, this year is virtual, so it's it's very easy for people to participate. You don't have to wake up 5 o'clock in the morning, take a bus to Washington, come back later. And I've done that. And it's a great experience. I've taken my kids. It's something which is so important to do because when you see the legislators face-to-face, it, ha- it is a different impact. But this year, because of COVID, uh, Zooming is going to be the way to go, but has its benefits that people who can't afford to take off a whole day can participate for a short amount of time. So how does it work? So actually, we have found that um, these virtual meetings are very effective. Uh, It took a little while to get used to them. Um, During COVID, actually, we started doing doing virtual meetings in March, and we did about 20 of them uh, in five towns. You know, NORPAC totally did about 40 of them. We did 20 here. And they were very, very effective. Um, you know, we've, we, we learned. It, we became more comfortable with the platform. And it's actually become very second nature. Um, I think it's going to be great. I think the ability so, – so normally, as you stated, we go down to D.C. for one day. It's a very long day. And we are bound by getting the meetings in time frames on that one day with members of Congress. And we, you know, and that's very difficult. One day, you know, there are so many members of Congress and they, there's so much going on and so many groups want to meet them. But we, we still do manage to get the meetings on that day. Now the situation is much easier. It's a week long. It's March. It's May. I'm sorry. May 3rd to May 6th. Um, so we already have meetings with 97% of Senate, and close to that on the House side also. Um, these Trish, are going to be you have Zoom. scheduled with Bernie Sanders? Is he scheduled? You know, I'd have to look into that, Seb. I he's, he's not really always been that receptive, unfortunately, to NORPAC, from what I've heard over the no, course. No, we've, we've had meetings with him in the, with his staff in the past. We I, we absolutely did. They, they might be, you know, not not 
fruitful meetings because, you know, he might be just doing it for lip service and not really to engage. Um, you know, look, we're, you're going to come up with those, you know, you're going to have meetings with those people also. And, you know, you can't not engage. You oh, have I agree. to engage. You should have meetings with Bernie Sanders and Talib and AOC and all of these. I'd be curious to see what those meetings would be like. I'm sure they're going to be different than some of the other meetings where they're coming from a place that's non-supportive. And I'm being kind and judicial by saying they're non-supportive of Israel. They're hostile to Israel, but it's still important to meet with them anyway. I almost had the Talib on, Representative Talib, I almost had her on the radio at one point. Then she backed down, but we did invite her for a dialogue. And at one point when she was running, um, they said they would put her on, and then it didn't happen. But we'll try again. It's important right. to reach out to them. Absolutely. Um, and, but but you, have to have, you have to understand when you have a meeting with a person like that, you know, you have to be very, very skilled. So like a meeting with those people uh, who are so – uh, opposed to the causes for which you're there, you need to have very skilled people having those meetings. But for the most part, you're right in that the meetings are split in half between those members that we're going down, we're, we're going to meet with who are pro pro Israel, and we want to thank them for their support and for all that they've done, and reconnect and continue the relationship and deepen it. And then there's the other half of of meetings are with new people who really need to be educated, educated as to what's important to the pro-Israel community, what issues are facing Israel, and also to establish relationships with those people and those members and be able to email them and, and call them throughout the year when anything happens with regard to Israel and you have the ear of somebody and you have the name and the email and, you know, you can connect. What's interesting about these meetings are that you're meeting with other with people. Everyone here are people. You know, members of Congress are people. So sometimes you connect not, you know, you, you connect because you're, you both like photography or you both, you know, are parents or, you know, for some reason you have some connection. And that is really an interesting byproduct of what's happened with our relationships in in the Senate and Congress, and, you know, it's very nice because, you know, you then connect on other things other than just for Israel, and that makes the relationship very strong and very deep and very interesting. I mean, you know, this is very interesting work also. I mean, you see these people on television, you see them being interviewed, and here you are in a one-on-one -on -one meeting with them talking about something that's very important to you, that's interesting. That's and, a very interesting. Uh, when you have experience. them in your home, like you've had Senator Cruz and Senator McConnell, you can give them some good kosher cooking. They can taste some nice kosher cuisine for a change. <laughs> Absolutely. As a matter of fact, we're going to be with Senator Cruz this weekend in Texas, and he is going to be providing full kosher for us. So, you know, he is an incredible, uh, incredible advocate. And voice for Israel. Are you going to and, be in his? Are you going to be in his home for uh, for the weekend? No, we're not going to be in his home. We're going to be in a hotel together, and um, small group of us. And you know, they they asked me, "Oh, do you want kosher, Trudy?" And I said, "Of course I do." So, um, you know, it's it's very nice to have these relationships. It's very interesting important. and and fun. 
It's all the key, and that's why NORPAC is so important. So, Trudy, as we wind down, tell our audience how they can participate. What do they have to do to join the virtual NORPAC mission to Washington? So, first I want to say that there is no excuse for somebody not joining. If you feel strongly about a, an Israel-America relationship, if you are very pro-Israel or pro-Israel at all, there is no reason for somebody not to join the mission this year. Um, it's easy. It's virtual. You don't have to leave your home. Uh, each of these meetings will probably be 30, 35 meetings. If you're joining the mission, you'll have five meetings with members of Congress or their aides. And they'll be scattered over a week, so you don't have to take off a day from work. You don't have to allocate an entire day. Uh, we've made it very easy in terms of sign-up so you can indicate what, what time frame is good for you. So if, for example, you're a person who uh, works in the morning but is available in the afternoon, you can put that on the sign-up sheet. Uh, you go to nordpack.net and you, and you sign up. And I can't impress upon your listeners enough how important this is. If you are not having a meeting with a member of Congress, that time is being taken up by someone else who's going to be talking about something important to them. The pro-Palestinian, the anti-Israel group have become extremely active. They are very busy at work with these, with these lobbying meetings. Very different. It wasn't like that years ago. They've become more sophisticated. They've actually copied us. And they are there. So in the absence of you going, somebody else might be standing in your shoes speaking about very bad things for Israel. And, you know, I don't think you would want that on your, on your back. You, you want to be able to, you know, very, very confidently speak about what you did in, in defense and security for the state of Israel that you might love. Anyway, Trudy, I want to thank you for your service. Trudy Stern, together with her husband, Stanley, have been so active. They formed the NORPAC Long Island chapter. They're mission co-chairs for the NORPAC mission to Washington, D.C. They're very active in, in the organization because they believe so strongly in its mission of trying to foster more and a better and a stronger American-Israel relationship. So, Trudy, thank you for joining. I look forward to having you back. Thank you so much, Zeb. So I, I'm not sure I was very clear on that, but I, I'm urging all of your listeners to go to norpac.net and sign up for the NORPAC mission, which is taking place this, this May, May 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, and on so many different levels. I mean, it's fun, it's interesting, it's different, um, and, it, and you are doing more for Israel than you could ever do in any other activity. Thank you for your service, and we're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Talkline Radio and TV with Zeb Brenner is just phenomenal. Everybody concerned about the Jewish community should listen and watch. He has the best guests. He asks the most interesting questions. He's always so well prepared. It's talk radio and television from a Jewish point of view at its very best. To advertise on the Talkline Network and Talkline's email and social media blasts reaching over 70,000 people, Please call 212-769-1925, extension 100. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. 
or email info at talklinenetwork.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This concludes TalkLine's Jewish broadcasts on radio for tonight. For continuous Jewish programs, please go now to TalkLineNetwork.com or our 24-hour-a-day listen line at 641-741-0389. For past shows, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, YouTube, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms or JewishPodcast.org. Thanks for listening to the TalkLineNetwork.com.